Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Michelin tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. Geico Outkick Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Also brought to you by TrueCar. When it comes to selling or trading in your car, you need to make good choices. And with TrueCar, you've got a star on your roster. So when you're ready to sell or trade in your car, check out TrueCar. True cash offer not available in all areas. The first four is over. It's Thursday. It's that Thursday. It's the real start of the NCAA tournament. Games tipping off in just a few hours. Clay Travis is somehow awake out in Las Vegas. That set looked ridiculous yesterday i'm sure that is a lot of fun it's going to be even more fun today now we actually get to talk about this bracket and talk about our final fours because fox sports came to all of us and we're like all right who's who's your final four and who's your winner and i've already like sent them a message and said look i might need a mulligan depending on the health of pj washington of kentucky so i'm already (laughs) not happy with my final four picks well, first of all, I want to thank everybody who came out and watched the taping uh, live show uh, on Wednesday. Obviously, we're going to be there again Thursday and Friday during the games. So for those of you out there listening this morning, maybe you're on your way to the airport, maybe you're already on the West Coast, wherever you may be, uh, we had an awesome crowd. I think it'll be packed tomorrow for the sports book, uh, but we had a fantastic time. Me, Cousin Sal, Rachel Bonetta, and Todd Furman with, uh, with the setup at the MGM Grand. And so our show, Pacific Time, will be live at 1.30 Pacific Time uh, from the MGM Grand Sportsbook. And uh, it was uh, it was really fun. And so uh, I hope people are going to come out because it's going to be orders of magnitude better with the games actually going on on Thursday and Friday while we are there. So that is, uh, that is still to come. But I'm with you. The P.J. Washington injury, potentially very serious. This is, I think, a wide-open tournament. And um, in particular, I think that Duke has been drastically overvalued. Duke makes 30.2% of its shots from three-point range so far this year. That would be, it is, in fact, lower than anybody who has ever made the Final Four in the three-point era. So, obviously, three-pointers get attempted a lot more in both college and the NBA than ever they were in the past. And so that has become a much more substantial portion of the arsenal for more and more teams. And uh, I say that. But I still have Duke going to the Final Four because I wasn't willing to not put them there. Uh, so I have Duke in the Final Four, my picks. I've got Texas Tech. Look, yeah, uh, I've been on this, you remember, uh, Jason, for a long time, that it makes no sense to seed one, two, three, four 
and set up the final four so that one plays four and two plays three and then disregard every other seed line. So as a result, the Western, uh, the Western region is infinitely weaker than every other region. You've got the worst of the one seeds, according to the S-curve, which is Gonzaga, and then you've got the worst of the two seeds, which is Michigan. So I like Texas Tech with a fabulous defensive team. Chris Beard may well be the national coach of the year. I like Texas Tech to come out of that region. I think they're way under the radar. And then uh, in the South, I believe it is, I have got uh, Tennessee beating UVA in the Elite Eight. Uh, Maybe a little bit of a homer pick there, but I think if Tennessee gets past Cincinnati, they have a really good road, assuming Cincinnati gets past Iowa. Uh, And uh, so I've got Tennessee coming out of the South, and I believe the Midwest uh, region, I have got Kentucky triumphing over, uh, over UNC. But as you just said, if P.J. Washington's not healthy, that Kentucky team goes from a national title contender to maybe a team that doesn't even make the Sweet 16. I mean, I think he is, without a doubt, the most important person on that team. And so all eyes to him may not matter in the first round, but by the second round, uh, it could matter a tremendous deal. So that is an injury situation that is definitely worth paying attention to. Okay, so we do disagree here on a couple of things. Uh, I do not have Duke making the Final Four. I'm going to stick by my guns from the Jason Martin show back on Sunday when I laid out and said, look, somebody is going to beat them because of this three-point situation and the fact that Zion Williamson does not shoot very well from the free throw line. They're going to run into somebody that's inferior in talent but makes 40 or 41% from three, and if they just have an off night, then they're done. So I've got Michigan State coming out of the East. The West, I'm actually going with Gonzaga because I li- I almost went with Texas Tech. I couldn't quite get there. Michigan, I just don't trust enough. As much as John Beeline is a beast when it comes to the NCAA tournament, I really like Gonzaga. I think Gonzaga can get there. Then on the flip side, I had Kentucky over North Carolina. If P.J. Washington's not playing, UNC's going to the Final Four there. In the South, I've got Virginia over Tennessee, and I changed it. I originally had written down Tennessee, and I just could not stick with it. And I went with Virginia. (laughs) And further than that, I'm the guy. I'm part of that 5%. I think Virginia's winning it all. I am, I am we talked bold about enough and going for it. We talked about that yesterday on the show. Uh, I also said it uh, yesterday on Lock It In that, to me, the storyline there that's fascinating about Virginia is last year Virginia had the number one most people who picked them to win the bracket, 29% of the vote. They lose in the first round to UMBC, and they are now a team that no one wants to touch. Uh, they have a leprosy of the NCAA tournament variety, and uh, nobody will touch them, and they've got a 5% pick, winner pick rate. And uh, I just think as you run through there, there's good value on UVA. I don't dispute uh, that that breakdown from you at all. I think going with Virginia, if you're getting your last-minute bracket pick uh, picks in right now, makes a ton of sense. Yeah, uh, and yeah, I mean, you can cash a little bit at least on that. I This P.J. Washington thing is really weird to me. Like, I didn't know that there was a problem against Tennessee. He doesn't show up at the press conference. Then they have him see a specialist. He's not out there on the floor. There's various people that are covering that team that aren't sure what's going on. The The Twitter feed for Kentucky men's basketball starts to point things out, and I don't see nearly as many comments and replies in the first couple of minutes afterwards as I expected to see. But we've watched Kentucky all year. Without P.J. Washington, I don't know that Wofford or Seton Hall, whoever wins that game, and I think even though Seton Hall's a bad matchup for him based on what I've read, I think Wofford might still get that job done. I still think Kentucky probably can get to the Sweet 16, but if P.J. Washington is still not right, and remember, a couple days ago he was in a walking boot and they were like, ah, it's just a little precaution. There's no real big deal. And now it's even more amorphous and this is like curtains for Kentucky. I know they've got talent, but if they don't have P.J. Washington, they don't have a prayer of getting out of that uh, out of that region, maybe not even making it to the championship game of that region in the regional final. Yeah, look, it's a massive injury, and uh, I think he's the one player they cannot afford to lose. Uh, he is their linchpin, and uh, to have him potentially uh, on the shelf would be a massive hit. Now, maybe... 
if you're a Kentucky fan, what you would hope is that you could win, obviously, against the 15 seed. Get I think Kentucky's like a 22-point favorite or whatever they are in that game. Get past that game. I still think the talent Kentucky would have compared to Wofford or Seton Hall, and I know I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, Seton Hall beat Kentucky earlier in the year, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I think that happened early in the year, like back in December or something. But assuming that Kentucky could get past them still, because I still think the talent differential would be substantial, then maybe he could be back healthy by the time they got to the Sweet 16 and had to play a team like, let's say, a Houston. That could be a substantial impact. Do you think we're about to see a chaotic tournament? Or do you feel like most of us, uh, there's not there's a lot of chalk in a lot of people's brackets. When you look at the Final Four, when you go to the Athletic and you look at all of their college basketball writers, a lot of them have Gonzaga over Tennessee in the final, but almost nobody's got, maybe you've got 1-3, you've got 1-3, you've got Texas Tech. Most people don't even have that. Most people are 1-2 and two and that's it. Do you feel like this is going to be a chalk tournament or we're all going to be complete idiots in about 24 hours and certainly in 48 um, I for who knows? First of all, right? That's what makes the tournament so great. Um, you have one forty-minute game, and anything can happen in a forty-minute game, as anybody who's ever watched the tournament thinks. But in my mind, there is a pretty clear delineation of seven or eight teams that are substantially better than everybody else. And so, in theory, uh, you're going to hear Doug Gottlieb. Uh, I'll ask him that question here uh, in the show today because Doug played in the NCAA tournament and spends a lot of time. Uh, breaking down games all the time. And, you know, one of the things that happens is sometimes people overthink their brackets. And uh, and I think sometimes you can overthink why something's going to happen. Uh, the three-point line changes a lot in college basketball because if your team comes out and is super hot, uh, they can beat anybody if they're a top 25 caliber team. And if they can't hit anything, they can lose to anybody. And I think no team really personifies that better, honestly, than an Auburn uh, Tiger team. I mean, if you saw the way they played against Tennessee, right. they looked like a national championship caliber team uh, in the SEC title game. Uh, but if they come out and they, they can, and they can't hit anything, then they could lose to New Mexico State, and it wouldn't be surprising at all. That's a game that's going to be going on early, uh, one of the early tip-offs. Uh, I, I just think there are a lot of different ways this thing could go, and uh, I'm not necessarily uh, sold that it's going to be very, uh, very easy to predict the outcome here. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool to finish the job stop by o'reilly auto parts and ask about their loaner tool program simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool then get your deposit back when it's returned need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly the professional parts people at o'reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and who doesn't want better sex? But if you have ED, you may be struggling and dragging your feet on solving the problem. Don't put off having a better sex life any longer. Check out Him Sex Shoes and bring a new level of excitement and confidence to your sex life. The process is simple and 100% online, no uncomfortable doctor's visits. No insurance is needed. Pay one low price for your treatments, online visits, ongoing shipments, and provider messaging. Hims has hundreds of thousands of trusted subscribers, so if ED is getting 
getting you down. It's time to change that. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash two pros. That's HIMS.com slash two pros for your personalized ED treatment options. Hymns.com slash two pros. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Sex chews are compounded products and have not been approved by the FDA. The FDA does not verify the safety or effectiveness of compounded drugs. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of general tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their general tires test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Welcome back. Geico Outkick Studios. Car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice. True Car shows you what other people paid for the car you want so you can recognize a good price when you're ready to buy a new or used car. Visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. This is always a confident show, particularly when we're joined by Doug Gottlieb. You can hear him on many of these same stations later in the afternoon while the games will be going on. I'm assuming you're going to be live while these games are going on. Got to be tough for you. Uh, Thursday of NCAA a tournament no better day to bring on Doug Gottlieb and break down the bracket universe first of all do you do your show live while all the games are taking place uh I'm going to I've never done it before I don't think and this is a weird you know like when I was at ESPN we would do these shows that believe it or not people watched where we would do shows while the games were taking place but that was before I think Turner got involved where they're on a bunch of networks. Um, and then obviously I, I worked the tournament for uh, five years at CBS. And so last year, I'm trying to think what I did last year. I don't know if I worked, but, but, you know, our studio um, has four TVs so we can watch every game and we're going to be sitting around eating wings and, and I guess doing a radio show at the same time. So yeah, I, I'm going to do it. I've never really done it before, but it's not, it honestly, they stagger the game times pretty, pretty well. So it's not that crazy. I don't think. Here's what I think. I I think, and you probably agree with me, that the Thursday and Friday of the NCAA tournament is the single best day in all of American sports, right? I mean, to me, it is when we just have, like, the best possible frenzy and excitement. You get this idea of games going on at noon. Like, I remember being a kid, and every now and then they'd let us roll in the television at school, and it just felt like a special holiday. My, my My dad took me out of school. So you could stay home dad, and watch dad, all the games. My dad, uh, no, we would go to a sports bar because remember, like this is here's one here's the deal, like the two things that you're going to have to explain to your kids that lasted for a long time that have only recently gone away, like try and explain to your children, hey, we used to have two national champions in college football. Oh yeah, <laughs> right, right. Like we wait, what? Yeah, yeah, we used to have two national champions, and we used to have one channel. One channel that gave us all the NCAA tournament games, like that just uh, oh, I, like a, it was infuriating. We've had, we've had we've had cable for since what early eighties. I mean, I remember we got cable when I moved to uh, City of Orange. 
when I was uh, six years old. So somewhere, you know, I mean, I late, had, se- had late cable- 70s cable started. Most people started to get it, you know, like I remember getting it in the in the 80s. Right. Like, but OK, it's crazy. Right, so, so like roughly, 30 years, basically, 30, of basketball, 30 years, 30 years and only the last five to seven, you know, five years or so, seven years, maybe have we actually had every game on TV, you know, every game, every, you could see every game. So, I mean, it's amazing to me. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I think it's like, look, as a basketball guy, honestly, like last Thursday and Friday were great. You had more teams, more rivalries, unbelievable games. But uh, when you have these, you know, Cinderella's, uh, and you have them, you know, playing for a national championship. Um, uh, it's it's great. Uh, there's 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 not, now I've never done. You're going to be in Vegas, right? Yeah, we're going to be doing the show live uh, late. I mean, we did it yesterday, and it was awesome at the MGM uh, Grand Sportsbook. For anybody out there who's listening right now that may be coming down for Thursday or Friday in Vegas, it's going to be awesome. We'll be live at uh, at one thirty Pacific, four thirty Eastern, three thirty Central, two thirty Mountain. And you can watch us. I mean, the games will be going on today uh, in a way that they were not yesterday. So this is just going to be just wild. I can't even. I have no idea what to expect, but I can't wait. I've never done Vegas, the Vegas thing, and so I, you know, everybody tells me you got to do it. So I think that's probably a next year deal. If I could do Vegas on a Thursday and Friday, there's no reason to not to. But um, yeah, no, I mean, it's 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 awesome. And I the other part which is interesting to me, having done when, when you, once you do the tournament. You kind of you knew I knew this playing in the tournament, but uh, is you know just how close it really is to having a, a different outcome. And you know I remember we uh, my my first two years at Oklahoma State we lost to Duke in the second round. It's a tie game with two and a half minutes to go, and I drove off the court and we're playing in Lexington Rupp Arena, and the place is bonkers because this is one of the things unique about it. if you've actually been to a you know first and second round is like the underdog is the underdog until like the you know, 12, 12, 8, maybe 6 minute mark really in the second half. And all of a sudden now, if the underdog is close or winning, suddenly it doesn't matter who it is, everybody cheers for the underdog in the arena with the exception of the favorites fans. That's right. right? So we're playing Duke, and I played Freddie Sutton, and it's in Lexington. They hate him because, you know, he was there when, you know, part of Kentucky shame when they got put on probation. And people booed us when we're doing shoot-arounds and walkthroughs and all this other stuff. And then all of a sudden, you know, we're about to, you know, we're tied with Duke with a couple minutes to go, and the place is going nuts. And I could hear, and my coach is making some a hand signal like he wants to run a play, and I don't know what it is, so I just called timeout. We had, well, that was our last timeout, so we did have a timeout. I didn't do it Chris Weber, And, you know, I wish we probably would have had it, you know, pocketed it for later. But um, we ran a play, and our best player, you know, missed a drive, and then, you know, we couldn't stop Rashawn McLeod. And we lost by six. But the game was, you know, it was a tie game. We had the ball with two and a half minutes to go against Duke. You know, and the next year we play Auburn. That was uh, Chris Porter and I don't know, Doc Robinson. You remember that? That was, that was they a were a one team. seed that year, I think, right? Yeah, we, I mean, we were we were at eight my first year and nine the second year, and we were way better than a nine. We just we were ranked top ten in the country, and we messed around that season. Had some chemistry injury issues. Anyway, you know, we're tied with we're tied with Auburn late, and we had an injury, so they had a little guy Scott. Uh, Scott Paulson, uh, Scott Pullman, Paulson, or something. I don't know. And he lit us up. I had to guard Doc. Uh, Doc and a guy named Glenn Alexander had to had to guard Scott, and he's running around off screens. He just couldn't do it because our two guard was hurt. Anyway, we didn't box out with like you know I don't know forty five seconds to go. You know they make we foul and make a free throw, miss a free throw, and we don't box box, uh, box out Chris Porter who is best power forward in college basketball that year. And, you know, we lose that game. But my point is, like, from the time I played then to, hell, I was, when Wichita State went on their run and went to the Final Four, I did, those my first two tournament games. And I remember, like, I was, we were doing Southern versus Gonzaga. Gonzaga's the one seed. Southern was tied with four and a half to go. And people became Southern fans. And then, you know, Wichita was losing to Pitt. And there was a guy named Lamar Patterson got called for a flagrant first throwing an elbow when he was actually driving to the basket. It was a terrible call. Got him his third personal foul. That game changed. So my point is that these things change on a dime. And I do think that now because they're spread out over four networks and they, they've staggered the times, we get to watch them more. But they really are. Even the ones that some of them end up out of hand, 
they can be close if not for an injury or a foul call or something that goes boom, uh, uh, bump in the night. So as we get ready for tip-off, and you know it's not very far away now, everybody hopefully has got their brackets in or you're going to finish them off here shortly. Which right. teams to you? You watch a ton of college basketball, and I watched a lot of college basketball this year, more than most years, because now on Lock It In, we're watching every night and gambling on the game. No, it's because Tennessee's good. Stop and also it's because Tennessee's, Tennessee's good. and also because Tennessee's good for a change. Uh, but what teams to you stand out? Like uh, Duke right now is two to one. Are they that much better than everybody else in your mind? Where do you see value if people are finishing out their brackets now? Which teams do you think are good enough to cut down the nets? Well, let me let me just give you. This is amazing about Duke. I, I don't I don't think Duke is heads and tails better because they don't have great depth and they don't shoot it well. But they are really really good, and that's why they're the odds-on favorite. And they have Zion. But here's how important Duke is. This Duke team is to the sport. Is if they didn't have injuries, I think the the seedings were completely different, right? Like they don't lose to Carolina twice in the regular season if they have Zion in either of those two games, right? They. Um, I don't know if Syracuse is in the field if they don't beat Duke, and uh, Cam Reddish didn't play, and Trey Jones got hurt early on, six minutes into that game um, against uh, against Syracuse. That's Syracuse's big road victory. Otherwise, their res- resume looks very flimsy. So, you know, you look at, at, at some of their losses, and you sit there and go like, hey, wait a second, had they been healthy, maybe they don't lose these games, and the seeds are completely different. Um, they're really good. Uh, on the other hand, they have, you know, two or three fundamental flaws. They do not shoot the ball well from three at all. Um, they are really inexperienced where it where it matters most, and um, and they and they don't have uh, they don't have they don't have very good depth. Now, what they do have is they do have multiple ball handlers because you have Trey Jones who can handle it, you know, R.J. Barrett who can handle it, and frankly Zion who's like a you know, point center can handle it as well. So you, you do need multiple ball handlers. You need multiple shot creators, which they have. And, you know, Cam Reddish is a guy who can jump up like, you know, I called the Louisville game uh, where they came from down 24 or whatever in the second half or 23 in the second half, uh, you know, who can jump up. And he can – I mean, he is, he is a very good shooter. He's just, as a freshman, freshman run hot and cold a lot more than older players, and they've played a lot. So I think, I think that they'll find – there are better shooters than they've been shooting. Um, but again, they have those fundamental flaws, and if you can, if you can withstand the pressure of them defensively and not give up runouts and dunks, if you make them take contested shots over the top, if you can get to their bench and get them in some foul trouble, uh, I think you can beat them. I think they can be had, um, but I, I don't think they'll have any potential for damage until maybe they get to the second weekend. All right, so that's Duke. So, uh, so you, you ask for you ask for teams that well, who are the teams that are the best. I mean, obviously, like look. There's six or seven teams that are better than everybody else. Um, that's why they're the ones in two seeds, and I think they were. It was it was pretty easy to to pick out that pool of teams. Um, and then the other teams, that, you know, look, I think Nevada is way better than a seven seed. You know, they don't shoot it that well, but they're old as hell. I mean, they got four kids that are 23 years old or older uh, in their starting lineup, um, and they played in the Sweet 16 last year. I think Buffalo is legit, real deal. I don't think they got a very good draw. But as a sixth seed, it ain't crazy to say they could beat um, anybody, really anybody in this tournament because uh, they can play against, they can stretch out teams to play, play big and, uh, and they're built to play small ball. Um, and then I, I think, you know, I, I don't know if Marquette survives Murray State the first game because Murray State's so long and athletic. But Marquette can really, they got three, four dudes that can really, really shoot the basketball. And, you know, as much as defense and defensive metrics matter, and I think Texas Tech, you know, fits that Texas Tech can beat anybody. You know, at, at some point you do have to score, and they got, you know, the, uh, Joey Hauser and Marcus Howard can, can both give you 30 in a, in a heartbeat, and they can stretch you out and, and make three-point shots, and that, that to me is the ultimate equalizer. Do you think that Duke, UVA, and UNC are the three best teams in the country, all from the ACC? Uh, no. No, look, I think Kentucky's really good. Really good. Um, I think Tennessee is really good. I, I have questions about, you know, those of us who have played against and, and have seen Rick Barnes. You know, Rick's made it to a Final Four, but he only did it when he had T.J. Ford, when he had a big-time point guard, and they do not have great point guard play. Uh, but they have grown-ass men, and they compete, 
And I, I do think it's a Tennessee team uh, that'll, that'll be there in contention for a Final Four. But no, I, I, I don't think they're that much better than, like, I think Gonzaga's legit. I think Carolina's legit. I, I, those, are, those are the teams. Michigan and Michigan State aren't, especially Michigan State with, with uh, you know, losing Langford. I just don't know if they have the overall talent. They really have kind of one-shot creator right now. And, um, you know, Nick Ward can score in the low post, but he just, just can't guard anybody. And, you know, he missed time with the hand. Like, I just don't think Michigan State has the horses. And Michigan is a little bit like Texas Tech, uh, m- maybe even more so, in that they're great defensively. I just don't know if they have the offense against the big-time teams. But, again, those are – it wasn't hard to pick out those top two seeds. Those are the best teams. And there's, there, there's a reason there were no arguments about it because I, I think the only question is, you know, uh, isn't Texas Tech among that group? And I think Texas Tech is in that kind of second tier, second window with Michigan, Michigan State of teams that maybe could make a Final Four, but you don't expect to be able to beat the elite teams in the country. We're talking to Doug Gottlieb at Gottlieb Show. You can listen to him on many of these same Fox Sports radio stations later in the day. He'll be going crazy as they are doing their live radio show during the games. So question for you. You just ran through some of your experiences in the NCAA tournament with Oklahoma State. Do you think there is a psychological impact for Virginia coming off of losing to UMBC like they did? How will that impact them in this year's tournament? I think they're going to kick the hell out of a couple teams early in the season. I mean, if you remember, people forget Villanova, before they won the national championship in, was that, 2016. So it's not this last chance, the one before. They Four years in a row, they had lost in the first weekend. And um, and I, if, if you remember, like the second round was their nemesis. And they played Iowa in the second round. And it was a close. It was a close game. The first, you know, seven eight minutes, and all of a sudden, Nova's just like f this, like whap whap whap. And Fran McCaffrey didn't have enough timeouts to call. Like that game was just, it just got. It felt. I, I I don't remember exactly the run when it took place, but it just it was over in a hurry, and they never looked back. I would guess that would be Virginia, because you remember Virginia. You go back a couple years ago, and you know, two years ago they had Syracuse dead ass beaten. Right? They had Syracuse done in the Elite Eight to go to the Final Four, and they gagged that sucker away um, against the press. So I think there's, I, I definitely think there's a bunch of shrapnel there to pick out, some, some psychological stuff. And do I think they'll come out tight? Maybe. Um, I, I kind of feel like Ty Jerome and, you know, DeAndre Hunter didn't, didn't play last year. I think they have that as the benefit. Uh, you know, look, their style is, and there's, there's a little similarity there to Syracuse, where when you play less possessions, you know, you do run the risk of you get down, it's harder to catch up. But uh, they have a little bit more firepower. Their offense has opened up a little bit. I think Tony's learned from it. And I do think it's one of those things where there may be a, a bit of an overcorrection here where Virginia just kicks the crap out of people um, early on in the tournament before they, before they, they face somebody that can, uh, that can c- compete with them. Okay, who's your final four? Last questions here for you. If you are doing your final four and you're filling out your bracket, who would you take? Uh, my bracket has uh, Duke, Virginia, Gonzaga, and Kentucky. I think that's my, my final four. So a lot of chalk there, three ones and a two. You yeah, feel like I mean, there's a pretty yeah. good difference between the ones and twos, as you said on the show, and everybody else, and you're not, not betting on anybody getting hot down the stretch. No, I mean, that, that, that doesn't mean there won't be upsets early on. And the, the problem I found, in, and this is, this is a kind of a philosophical deal, discussion is, um, you know, sometimes you overthink it. You know, I've, I've, I've overthought it before with brackets. Like, ooh, I like this team. They could like, look, I like Nevada, and but I mean, look at that bracket Nevada's in. Like, who they would have to beat? Um, it's a, it's a bear. Now, I think they could beat Michigan. You know, on the other hand, Michigan makes you make jump shots, and they're not a very good jump shooting team. But even if they, like, you know, kind of, do I think Nevada could go to a Final Four? Like, yeah. But I also remember they were down, I think twenty in the first, both the first two round games last year. Like, the, the point is in the brackets, I almost feel like you're better off going closer to chalk than you are to go in double-digit numbers because um, a lot of times teams will have an upset and then, you know, then they get to the Sweet 16 and there's kind of a reckoning there. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it also I had this discussion with my son who picked me. My son just turned 10. 
couple days ago. And it's an awesome like, age to be watching the NCAA tournament and be able to do right? your own brackets. My kids are around the same totally. age, too. Totally. And so he's like, uh, I'm taking Michigan State because he – I called the game on radio against Michigan, and he's like, I love the Spartans. I like how they play. I was like, I do too. Like, I don't think Michigan State's winning the national championship. But anyway, he picked it, and he's like, well, why do you, do you think that's wrong? I was like, yeah, but my problem is I like know too much, right? And yeah. sometimes too much, like the, the, you know, it's like the, the, the secretary ends up winning the, the office pool. So my, my now working philosophy is like, hey, just don't overthink it. Like, you know, it's, it's that idea of the book, you know, the, uh, what's the book Blink? You know, the, your, your first opinion is usually your best opinion. So that's kind of what I'm what I'm going with. I'll I'll tell you this, Clay. Like, it's so interesting, and I don't know. I think you had the opinion of, that Zion shouldn't play, which I think is interesting because even if you take it simply from a business perspective, simply from a business perspective, uh, that's a, that would have been a bad decision. Because yeah, I changed my opinion as I'm wont to do when I watched him play in the ACC. I said, you know what? I think I was wrong. He came back and uh, and I think he has taken his his ability to a different caliber and a different level. I don't even think it's about his ability. I mean, look to me, it's about like, look, you go to college. You know, the only reason you go and play in college is for, is for the next three weeks. Like that's the whole reason all this stuff is worthwhile is to play against Carolina. And to, and to play in the ACC tournament, to play in the NCAA, oh, that's, that's what makes it all worthwhile. Um, so, uh, you know, but, but, the, but to me, from the business side, the, the flaw that people understand is, like, look, there's still millions of sports fans that have never seen him play. They've heard about him. They have no idea. Who uh, I said that on the show on Tuesday and on Wednesday. I said the exact same thing. As I said, you look at the number of people who are like, oh, everybody watched Duke UNC. Three million people watched it. Twenty million will watch him play if they get to the Final Four. Yes. Yes. Correct. And that therein, therein is the value to, to playing is college basketball builds the brands of all these kids. I'm the perfect example of that. You know, I'm just a, you know, a six-foot white kid from Orange, California. But for a short period of time, I was kind of somebody, and I, I used that, you know, to have, to have this career. Imagine Zion Williamson, he wins the national championship after coming out of his shoe, you know, a couple months ago, what that means for him for the first shoe contract and, and everything else he's going to do. It, it makes him exponentially more valuable. And, like, dude, he's done the unthinkable. He's made Duke likable. How is that possible? Yes. So how is that possible? I mean, you know, there's, there's a couple national holidays in collegiate sports. One is when Notre Dame loses their first football game of the year, and the other one is when, when Duke loses in the NCAA tournament. And now everybody's rooting for him because of this kid. He has that type of – it's not just his style of play. It's, he does it with a smile on his face and how hard he plays. Just incredibly, incredibly likable. And I'm, I'm so happy that he just he blocked out the nonsense and the noise, and, and we get to see him play hopefully for three weekends. Outstanding stuff as always. Doug Gottlieb, Beck Gottlieb Show. Listen to him this afternoon. Appreciate him joining us here on the Thursday morning edition of Outkick the Coverage. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your vehicle. When you're a do-it-yourselfer and need a specialty tool to finish the job stop by o'reilly auto parts and ask about their loaner tool program simply pay a refundable deposit and borrow the right tool then get your deposit back when it's returned need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly the professional parts people at o'reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. 
Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their hand-cooked test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Welcome back. Geico Outkick Studios. Car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice. True Car shows you what other people paid for the car you want so you can recognize a good price. When you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. We're joined now by Jeff Schwartz. The NCAA tournament tips off later this uh, day. It is uh, a nice Thursday morning. I know you are planning to be in Vegas watching all these games as well, which should be pretty outstanding. Who are your final four teams? Oh, my final four teams. I'll tell, I like North Carolina. I think they win it all. If you look at, at their kind of their veteran mix with the young guys, uh, their veteran coach obviously has been there before. Uh, I think I think they have a, a great possibility. Uh, I like Virginia, and then Duke could be there, and then I think Texas Tech. I just don't trust Gonzaga. I'm not sure anyone does. I feel like those are pretty trendy picks. There is kind of a weird. Uh, I think Buffalo is in the same region as Gonzaga. They're kind of a, a team, I think, that's playing good, good ball, good enough ball as a sixteen to maybe if there's like a weird team you want in the Final Four. I feel like Buffalo might be that team. As you watch, like all of the moving parts associated with uh, with uh, now that's NCAA basketball. We're obviously the tournament talk. How much? How many games will you bet on Thursday? <laughs> um, I'll probably put there's a total of what there's 32 first round games plus the four playing games. So I'll probably it's 36. I'll probably put money on 30 of them. Oh, that's substantial. Some, so the the four play in games have already happened, right? You you bet on those, yeah. and then a lot of people bet on those because there's two on Tuesday, there's two on Wednesday, so there's nothing else going on, right? So you're like sitting there yeah. and you end up betting it, and then you got sixteen games on Thursday, sixteen games today, and sixteen games tomorrow on Friday, and you're saying you'll bet thirty of the thirty six. Probably. I mean, I, and, and here's what I did, though. Um, because I'm, because of the degenerate I am, on Sunday night, I'm at dinner with uh, my wife and kids, and we have some friends there at dinner, too. Um, and the lines came out for uh, the game. So I was on my phone uh, looking over at the lines. So I bet a bunch of lines early. So I got a bunch of middles, I think, that I can maybe get. Like, I got Montana at plus 22, and then I bet, uh, and then I bet Michigan at minus 15. Uh, I got Irvine at, like, plus eight and a half. I got Kansas State at minus four and a half. So I got some middles working. So it's going to be a fun, a fun couple of days. So by 30 bets, I mean like those are included in those 30 bets. Yeah. So how will you spend? So you're, you're going to be in Vegas. I know you're out there now. How do you plan on spending your Thursday? Because so much of, uh, of being in Vegas, and we're doing, obviously, at the MGM Grand, we did yesterday's show. We're going to be live on Thursday and Friday. For people out there who are listening early this morning that might be making a trip into Vegas, we will be live at 1.30 p.m. Pacific time, both Thursday and Friday as the games go on. But I think one of the things that catches people by surprise in Vegas is how early the games start and how long of a day it is. So you see a lot of guys come out of the gate fast 
and by noon, you can see it in their face. They've had way too much to drink. They've had way too much to eat, and they still got a lot of games left to watch. How do you pace yourself? <laughs> see, I'm from the West Coast. I'm used to this, right? I mean, you you know, college football on the West Coast it starts at 9 a.m. doesn't end until 11. Yeah. Um, and this is the thing with tournament, right? It starts at 10 a.m. and then it does, you know, ends at about about 11 because there's West Coast games uh, that have to play. Um, I think a nap is appropriate in the middle of the day, a little, a little cat nap. But I, I have radio uh, still, but do my Pac-12 my Pac show um, from 3 to 6. So that'll kind of break up the, the watching. For me, I just plan to drink some Red Bulls and, and have a couple cigars and go around sports books, and I'll come to MGM and say hi and whatnot. Just watch some college basketball. I've never done this before. I'm looking forward to it, um, you know, watching Thursday and, you know, today and, and Friday and Saturday and Sunday. No, it should be pretty awesome. I'm looking forward to seeing you later this afternoon at the uh, at the MGM Grand. Thanks for getting up early with us here on Thursday morning. Um, what's the vibe like already? Like you can feel one of the great things about Vegas as Mars comes closer and closer is you can feel the excitement and the intensity. And if you haven't ever had the opportunity to watch a sporting event live in uh, in a sports book, it's awesome. But for this event, where there's games going on simultaneously, everybody's paying attention to the over, under, the lines, the reactions when, you know, like everybody reacts, uh, I feel like, in their own house when, you know, a game-winning shot is made or something like that occurs. But what's wild about being in Vegas is how many different lines end up being in play in the final few seconds and seeing people either exult or, you know, just collapse in, in dismay when things don't go their way. I mean, it's, it's, it's an electric atmosphere. Well, if it's anything like like you know like a craps table on a Friday night or Saturday night when it gets kind of going, I hope it's like that. Obviously, it's my first time doing a full day, so I'll experience that later today of, of all the games. But you want to talk about college basketball that makes, it, in my opinion, tough to bet, and and why I actually like the NBA, which I know some people might say NBA is tougher, but the like the college kids don't stop fouling. So like if they're like down eleven with a minute left, they keep fouling, and it screws up, especially. And I like to bet a lot of unders. It screws up unders all the time, and it screws up, like it just messes things up. So that you to sit there and watch that drama unfold, you know, meaningless threes. The NBA guys just dribble the ball out and go home, and in college basketball guys just chuck up threes and start fouling for no for no apparent reason. So it makes the end of the end of games extremely wild. Oh, I mean, it drives me insane the amount of fouling that we see in college basketball. It's a perfect example. The NBA, they just let the game end. And I don't even know, like I used to think, because remember when the college basketball shot clock was 35 seconds, I used to think, oh, it's just because of the shot clock, right? Like the shot clock is a lot longer in college. Yeah. But now the college shot clock is 30, and I think I'm correct. The NBA is 24 now, right? Or is it 20? 24, I can't even, yeah. It's yeah. Like 24. It's 24. So they always like, play you know, it out in the NBA and just let the, you know, they don't foul with like a yeah. minute and a half left down 12. Right. And look, the, the best thing was, as a championship game, I had under a 148, okay, Auburn, Tennessee. They were 57 points in the first in the first half. They were 90 in the second half. And that's the game I'm talking about. Tennessee's down 11 with 40 seconds left, and they're still fouling. I pushed, I pushed the total. I, was, I couldn't believe it. Like, it's just... These kids just play and play and play. And so I think that's what makes college basketball so exciting and why I'm looking forward to seeing everything happen today. Just It's just going to be wild because the games fluctuate so much at the end. Of, you know, at the end, you know, guys, you know, teams make late runs and, you know, try to scramble back in it. And, you know, there's obviously, um, you know, the foul shooting. Some teams are, are atrocious at foul shooting, like a, like a Duke, like a St. Louis, um, really bad at foul shooting. So uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, there's no doubt at all about that. Um, all right, so let's get a couple of NFL stories in here for you. The Odell Beckham Jr. drama continues to play out. Giants fans maintain their outrage, their uh, their indignation over the fact that they traded Odell Beckham Jr. What happens with Eli? H- how does this story end? <laughs> uh, he might be the first NFL player to get the equivalent of a Mike Trout contract, the way Dave Gettleman talks about him. I don't know. I I, I don't get it, man. Uh, it's interesting. You know, the Giants, and look, I like Eli, right? I played there. He's a great dude. He won those two Super Bowls for them, Super Bowl MVP. I get all that. You know, but, like, the Colts, when it was time for Peyton Manning to just to just be done, they're like, okay, go, leave, bye, we'll get Andrew Luck. The Giants refused to do about Eli Manning, right? We heard Dave Gilman this week say that, you know, that's basically the offensive line's fault and that he started playing better at the end of the season and whatnot. I don't know what they're going to do with them. I mean, they're going to play them in 2019. They might play them in 2020 and 2021. I mean, I think the only way it feels like 
they move on from Eli is if he gets hurt, and he doesn't, and he never gets hurt. So we'll find out. Um. Last question for you, and I appreciate you hanging out with us. Jeff Schwartz, go follow him on Twitter at G-E-O-F-F-S-C-H-W-A-R-T-Z. Um, the Eli thing is is just wild, but also there have been some other moves, right? Uh, you got Blake Bortles now going to the Rams. You've got uh, Ryan Tannehill to the Titans. Do you believe there's anybody out there uh, that if we went back in time and when Nick Foles was signing all his pack-up deals, even including when he went to the Eagles, we would have not been like, hey, this Nick Foles guy is one day going to get paid $20 million a year again, right? Do you think there's anybody right now who is in the you know downward spiral of their career that can reclaim some of the magic that they had earlier? Will anybody out there in the NFL right now who is a backup and is maybe not a guy we expect to be very good ever have a Nick Foles-like resurgence? And if you had to pick somebody, who would it be? I feel like the easy favorite on this is Teddy Bridgewater, right? Um, but I think this underscores what I've said for a while about Nick Foles. It's remarkable what he did. And I don't know if we appreciate just how crazy the run he had for being a backup quarterback. I don't think he'll be the same guy in Jackson. Look, he deserves to get paid. Uh, he's played well as a Super Bowl MVP. But I don't think there'll be – I think the story is unparalleled. Maybe maybe Teddy Bridgewater will able to do that, but he's back with the Saints now. And, you know, Breeze is, is not – doesn't seem like he's going to retire anytime soon. So I do wonder – if there is any, but I don't think there really is. Maybe, I mean, Jimmy G, I guess, was a backup, and maybe he'll be the Niners at some point to, to the promised land, but I don't think there's anyone else. Yeah, it is pretty wild to think about how all this shakes out. I can't wait to hang out with you later today. Again, everybody out there listening right now, you can come find us at the MGM Grand, one thirty. Eastern time. Sorry, 1.30 Pacific time, 4.30 Eastern if you're traveling across the country to get there in time for the games. We will be live with Lock It In again. Wednesday was a lot of fun. Thursday is going to be even more fun. I can't wait to see what it's going to be like. Look forward to seeing you, my man. All right. Take care, bud. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. No wonder GameBridge has earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. CNN.